you're listening to The Tech Box. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 52 of The Tech Box. Good morning, I'm Richard Yates in uh, sunny West Midlands. Streets are all deserted as they should be and uh, over in uh, a Reddingwood direction is, uh, is James. Good morning, James. Good morning. Yep. It is sunny, it is windy, and it is deserted, as you say, as it should be. Yeah, well, it has to be, doesn't it, right now? Very strange, but um, yeah, very necessary. Anyway, so never mind, let's let's talk a bit of tech, shall we? Because, uh, you know, I think uh, we all know where we are with the, with the other thing, and good yeah. luck to everybody who's doing that. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I think we'll try, we'll try and minimise the amount of um, virus chat to try and take yeah. everyone's mind off it, but I think... Um, It'll inevitably creak in during the, around the sides, won't it? It, it, it will. Just uh, just want to say a, a shout out to all the all the doctors and nurses and other essential workers and and uh, you know sometimes people aren't told that they're appreciated and I think after this a few things have to change. But um, meanwhile, thanks for all your hard work, guys. Yeah, that's echoed from me as well. Thank you very much. So, go for it. What are we going to start with today? Well, let's start with something that we covered last time which was uh my pixel 4 and i gave yeah. all my uh, opinions on it and i believe a- an incident occurred where one landed in your lap well the incident was a bit of a disaster for you wasn't it because i was i was actually thinking of buying yours <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> and uh, and then unfortunately i was made an offer i couldn't refuse by by uh, john lewis who um who had an offer that was um I try to remember it was the, what the, the original cost was but it was 150 pounds off yeah it was 469 pounds for the pixel 4 uh, 64 but with 150 pounds cash back from google so i ended up getting one for 319 pounds well um you'd already come very close to persuade me to buy yours by telling me that it, it uh, that the um Face ID does work with with LastPass, so that was one problem I had with Face ID. Yeah. And and to be honest, um, I, I do like that. I really like the Pixel camera. Um, I, I'd sold the Pixel Three the week before, um, primarily because I've done my usual. I've got too many phones. I've got to sell some. Which one am I actually using least? But I mean, had I had I realised I was going to get locked down quite so soon? I mean, I did think we'd get locked down, but um, I might well have kept it because. Um, uh, it is a good camera, and basically all I've got to photograph at the moment is flowers in the garden and, and my apple tree and whatever, and, and I'm very lucky to have those. I mean, if, if I think back to where, where my son was living last year in London, uh, it'd be possible to go very stir-crazy in a, in a very small flat in London. But um, So anyway, when when I, I, I sort of got to this point where I was dithering about buying yours, uh, and, and I was thinking, hmm, it does look like we're, we're going to be locked down, uh, and uh, and then this offer at John Lewis came up. I I, I did an impulse buy and bought one, which which I've got to say uh, I, I usually did the for ages about buying these things. But um, but I seem to have bought three phones in the last month, slightly on impulse, not entirely. Um, so it duly arrived, and uh, within about half an hour, I'd put the uh, the claim into Google and had that uh, that confirmed. And now I have a. Uh, yeah, really rather nice little Pixel 4, and it, and it, it does indeed have a good camera. Um, oh dear, I can hear a siren out there. Um, it, it, it does have a good camera, and actually, yeah, of course, I am enjoying it. And I do like the Face ID. I mean, to be honest, Face ID is one of the things that keeps taking me back to the iPhone. There are, there are increasingly less, actually, because I always used to say I was locked into the iPhone by the Apple Watch, but I've, I've got a Samsung Watch. Uh, so a bit like Kev, I'm going around as uh, you know some sort of 
spiv seller of watches i've got one on each arm um and, and uh, the more i play with this samsung watch the more i like it actually uh, and i've got it doing most of the things that the apple watch does which I'm samsung really, watch is that the 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 samsung watch the, the one with the rotating dial it's um is it 46 millimeters something like that um and uh, you know it, it it's a nice piece of kit it, it, it you know it, it it's very comparable in terms of functionality with the Apple Watch. Uh, it, I mean, it would do Samsung Pay if I wanted to, but I think I actually used Apple Pay on the Apple Watch once and felt rather uncomfortable about it. So I'm not too worried about that. I'm quite happy to use the phone, but less so the watch. Um, and, you know, so, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So my, my reasons to, to, to stick with Apple are, are definitely diminishing. Um, my usual problem, you know, iOS is very fluid. And, and I still find when I'm working, I go for the iPhone, and when I'm playing, I go for an Android phone because I, I appreciate the flexibility. Maybe I should just grow up and, and stick with one, but uh, but I haven't managed it in years, and I don't really think it's very likely now. Mm. But overall, you think you quite like the uh, other aspects of the Pixel Four besides the uh, face unlock, and and have you? No. Had, I presume you've just had absolutely no problems with the face unlock because um, N- none at all. Certainly, I didn't, and. Um, no. No, it's been been flawless, just like the Apple one. Yeah. In that sense. Um, I don't really understand why it is that uh, they didn't tie the uh, Face ID into the fingerprint uh, API, because then lots and lots of apps would work straight away. I mean, um, my my bank can't cope with it because it doesn't have a fingerprint sensor, for example. Right. But did you actually try and put your banking app on there? Did you? And it sort of spits the dummy and says, no, use a PIN or something? Basically, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Um, but, I mean, that's not the end of the world. But, to be honest, I think I'll just leave it on the iPhone for now uh, and and go from there. But uh, and the shame of it all, of course, is that we, we've now got several uh, very nice phones between us all, um, but we can't do very much with them. But, but I've been taking pictures of some of the flowers in the garden, and, and actually it is a, a really good camera. I've got a decent enough picture last night of the Moon and Venus. If you if you haven't seen the Moon and Venus at the moment, they're very close together in the in the evening sky sort of nine o'clock okay. night, and, and they are absolutely brilliant to look at i mean venus is really shining as, as brightly as it does um so I, I got a couple of pictures with that um uh, it's interesting i can actually cope with the text on here which um I, I was having some problems with that on the on the pixel 3 and i, and I can't see what i've set differently but it, it may be just that little tiny weeny bit clearer that makes all the difference maybe i, I still had to nudge i still had to nudge up the uh size of the uh oh yeah but then i never start with it down the bottom because i know i'm going to need that before i start oh right okay um, so so yeah so it's not on, it's not on the bottom setting but yeah i mean i'm still still learning my way around it really i mean in the day it's a pixel i do think the uh, the pixels are a bit soulless is what i always think yeah about them. but yeah, at yeah. the same time i think this one's got a little bit more character than the last one the last one yeah i got some really nice pictures when i had the last one i, I can't really complain too much about it but but for all that um yeah, this might just be sort of new toy, new toy playing, and 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 of course the other thing about being sort of uh, trapped in is you. I mean, I, I've actually had an extremely busy week work-wise, um, but you you know you do nonetheless find time to play with it and, and get it exactly how you want it, and maybe yeah. that's part of the issue. Uh, the, the thing with that with the pixels, both three and four, is um, whilst the nature of the picture is slightly different to the iPhone, it is pretty much still the best way to get a photo out of a phone really i think um yeah you you can argue for the iphone 11 and 
I probably would actually argue for the iPhone 11 because I th- I think that that gives a slightly nicer appearance of photo. But you can't argue with the quality of the photos coming off the Pixel 4 and the you know even the Pixel 3 before it. They are just so good. So they yeah. they, they yeah. pick out so much detail and they make every shot look perfect. Basically, I, I think uh, I think when you see the the amount of detail the Pixel 4 camera is capturing, I think it depends on your shot. But I think in probably I'd go 60-40 uh, situations, it's it's actually doing better than the iPhone. And, th- and that's a big compliment to the iPhone, because let's face it, the iPhone was quite a way behind. And, and I think one of the reasons that a lot of us sort of, if not lost our mojo, but sort of, uh, oh, I don't really feel the need to change change phones, is, is because of how good the the iPhone 11 camera is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly for me, it was uh, two or three months where I thought, well, there's nothing out there that's better than this. I'm, I'm quite happy. Um uh, the price this was launched at, I wouldn't even contemplate. No, it. But, no. But, but, I mean, at £319 after I get the cash back... Uh, You're stupid very... not to, aren't you? Well, almost. I mean, yeah, 300 quid is not not no money at all. Of course it's not. But in, in the context of the S20 Ultra, of which more later, um, you know, you buy, you buy four of these for an S20 Ultra at that price. Now, of course, that deal is now, now gone. Um, unless you can find one in stock, I think it actually runs the end of March. Uh, the 150 cashback, um, but I also think there are going to be a lot more deals like that 150 cashback over the next month because for obvious reasons, the, the people have not got an awful lot to go out and, and spend money on. It's, it's it's curious that they're clearing out the Pixel 4s at this point. It's a little yeah. bit earlier than um, I would have expected. I mean, I know that they're you know if ever, if the world was spinning normally, then the Pixel 4a would have popped out by now, I think, or it would be imminent. Because um, they had some billboards go up in yeah, the states, in America, didn't they? Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah. it was obviously imminent. Um, but the the A variant was always going to be n- not a flagship uh, silicon. Um, so it's always going to be slightly compromised. I think that they were going to go back to the um, fingerprint sensor on it, which is you know either a plus or a negative, depending which way you want to argue it. But um, it's different. Therefore, why are they? clearing the shelves of the Pixel 4. I mean, it could just be that they made too many of them and they uh, calculated that they were never going to sell all of them by the end of the year, so they just have to sort of try and ditch them like this. It's a strange one. Mm, my, my guess is that it, it, is a, I mean, it is a little bit earlier, isn't it? And, and I think you're right. That the, I, I suppose if they got the 4A out, they would be saying, we can leave this as a premium model. But the only real conclusion I'd come up with is, as you say, that they think they've got too much stock. Well, frankly, at the price they wanted for the Pixel 4, I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know, you probably remember, but I remember when it was launched and I was sort of really looking forward to the launch. Yeah. And thinking, well, I, I know it'll be a bit pricey, but yeah, you know, if it's anything like this, it, there'll be some useful improvements. And I, I watched the presentation, I thought, yeah, there are some improvements and then they then they came at the price and i just thought no it's, it really isn't worth it i can't i can't ever see that being my main phone uh, or, no. or even my or even my main camera now maybe i misjudged it a little bit on the main camera but it, it still was a stupid launch price in my book it really was a stupid launch price mm. i was never I, it, I i will pay stupid launch prices sometimes and and, and indeed i did 10 days ago but it, it's, uh, it hasn't lasted but but the the, no, the the price they wanted for it to start with was just ridiculous I think so so I think at this price they, sh- they, well, they probably have shifted quite a lot I'm sure John Lewis would like to, to shift some stock um, and uh, and I'm very happy with the outcome yeah um, just just sorry for you that I was so indecisive I hadn't already bought no nah, I think to be honest I think I got I think I got mine for a, a good price like something like 450 in the end um, yeah. and to me 450 is 
is was my bite point. So it was it was, yeah, it was a fair it was, price, wasn't I it? I still you know, I still think that yes. Um we got our Pixel threes, didn't we, for three hundred and something when we had yeah. that great Vodafone deal. It sort of yeah. roughly worked out to that. And um I still think that that's like the no-brainer price for these pixels, but uh, no, I think I'm I'm okay with the with what I paid for mine. I don't feel too bad, although um, I still in re- I still think I prefer the Pixel Three, you know, overall. So I think you should really only I think uh, I think you always need a Pixel because uh, I do think that they offer something unique in the camera department. But I'm not sure whether I need the the four or the three. The interesting thing is I do think that I can now see the four is a little bit better than the three on the cameras wise. And especially um, if you do any amount of zoom, uh, it's the picture is better. So, you know, whilst I think it's a bit of a myth that these uh, lenses get munged together, I I think there's an argument for it with the pixel four that does seem to be doing something because the pictures are certainly a tiny bit better. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the camera on the pixels has always been a phenomenal achievement, hasn't it? I yeah. don't think there's much doubt about that. So, so, so what about the what was touted to be um, the best camera ever, and kind of was for a week, but then oh, people well, around the world seem to uh, fall out of love with it very quickly, but probably not before a large number of these got sold. That always seems to be the case with uh, Samsung. They come out yeah. with, a, with a glorious launch you know all of the fun fair and uh it takes a week before everyone then looks around at them and says oh yeah they're, they're not quite as good as we got hyped about for a week um meanwhile they've probably done all that half their sales for the year well yeah i, I mean i can't really talk about my own experience i, I i'd have that 108 megapixel um share me uh and and i know that this isn't the same sensor but it's uh on the s20 ultra it's um it's supposed to be like a, the next version of it. So I thought, well, it'd be really interesting to see what Samsung can do with their own sensor. Mm. Uh, and, and uh, well, uh, it's a bit like a bit like when Sony were making sensors. I didn't seem to be able to make the most out of that out of thing. So so I, I got it, and, and as was very well publicised, it, it did have a certain amount of problems uh, hunting for focus. Um, and uh, it arrived... I don't know, not very long before the shutdown, so I, because I was really busy at work, I'd hardly had a chance to use it anyway. So it was, it was, it was again. It was well, I can only really use it in the garden, um, which which isn't really the the best use of a, of a, a big super zoom. I mean, I did I did toy with the idea of what I can spy on the neighbours. Oh, you could know. you could certainly do some uh, distance spying on some birds. Well, yeah, indeed, I suppose, but it uh, it it. it Binoculars does the job rather cheaper, but in, in any event, I don't really have the great urge to spy on my neighbours. Um, but so, I, you know, so I was never going to get much use out of the zoom after we were locked down. So there was always the thought that, well, I can send it back and get it again in three months' time when we all know it'll be several hundred pounds cheaper. Um, and that noise is the, the blind blowing in my window, by the way. Sorry about that. Um, and having got it, I was in the back garden, and it was a beautiful sunny day, uh, and I took 32 pictures. Um, I was a bit miffed that I couldn't get the screen bright enough to, to see what the focus was doing. Um, but it, yeah, for, for the UK in the springtime, it really was really nice and bright, so I thought, well, I'm just going to have to put up with that. Um, and 
And when I got back in, I looked at them on the computer, and seven of the 32 were out of focus. And the thing that was so frustrating about that was I hadn't been able to tell whether they were in focus or not before uh, I went yeah, indoors. Yeah. So I actually wiped it and got in touch with Samsung and said, look, I want to do a return, um, but uh, we're isolating um, because of a, a family condition. Can you arrange to have it collected instead of me taking it to a DPD place? Uh, it, it took them a while to get their acting gear on that, but to be fair, they did eventually and were very, very helpful about it. Um, but meanwhile, I heard that the software update that was supposed to fix the camera had come out, so I, I gritted my teeth and, uh, you know, set it all up again afresh, went out in the garden and deliberately this time took 32 photographs, and guess what? Five of them were out of focus. So, yeah, you could say on one hand, well, I don't know, whatever that percentage is, 20, 30% improvement in the camera, but it, it still still wasn't hitting the mark no that's the that's the kind of that's the kind of ratio that i was getting on the n8 and the a to eight in terms of focus and at the time you forgave it because there was nothing else quite like it at the time so you sort of said oh it's a shame that that one's out of focus but you know the next one's perfect and you know absolutely great so let's not what let's not sweat it but these days expectations on focus has changed hasn't it well, I, I, I've got to say, if you're taking holiday snaps somewhere like like uh, I was in the summer in Greece, for example, yeah, you very often can't see the the screen very well, but almost without fail, all of them have come out. They might be rubbish photographs, they might be badly framed. There's all sorts of technical things that could be wrong with them, but focus isn't it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I might prod on the screen to say focus on this bit, yeah. but I never check that it's done that. I just assume that once I've prodded it and pushed pushed the button to take a photo, that that's it, job but done. The, but that was one of the problems. It really wasn't quite bright enough to, to be sure you'd probably the right place. But but to be honest, I, I, I could maybe even have lived with that uh, as a as a single fault on the basis that the chances of me going anywhere I'm going to take lots of photographs of a place I won't be going back to are fairly small, I would have thought, in the next six months. <laughs> and worse, it may be longer than that. So, you know, I'm not unlike to take any critical photos that I can't do. True, but that that seems a bit of a... Con- too much of a concession to make to, to me. Well, and, well no, I, 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 think, I think that's right. I mean, what I was going to go on to say was, but, you know, that's another reason anyway to say, well, send it back and get one when they've got it working. Um, but there actually there was another problem with it uh, that um, that actually it, it, it pains me to have to admit this one but when um, Steve Litchfield was complaining about the S20 fingerprint sensor I was thinking Steve always complains about fingerprint sensors and I've only ever had a problem with one um, and the only one I've ever had a problem with is the notorious Nokia N9 a phone that I really like taking photos with and the fingerprint sensor ultimately drove me wild um, and so I thought, well, I'm sure it'll be okay. It can't be as bad as that. It's probably down to Steve's technique or something like that. Sorry, Steve. Um, but I gotta say, the, the fingerprint sensor on the S20 Ultra is also pretty rubbish. Now, that might be because we're all washing our hands so much and I have dry skin anyway that my, I mean, my, my fingers are sort of slightly flaky uh, at the ends. They're so dry at the minute. Um, and I'm spending all my time putting hand cream on. It might well be that that's making it a hard job for the fingerprint sensor, but, but I don't think so because, um, you know, my P30 Pro fingerprint sensor on that works just fine. Um, before I changed, uh, the, um, Pixel 3, that worked just fine. Uh, my Mate 20 X5G has a fingerprint sensor. It works just fine on there. But the S20 Ultra was so bad, I ultimately set it for 
face unlock, even though it's not secure face unlock, again on the premise that it won't be going out of the house, so it's actually probably slightly less critical than than, a, than I would regard it normally. But the fingerprint sensor drove me nuts. I mean, if you can't produce a fingerprint sensor that works, don't produce a fingerprint sensor. I mean, yeah. it's it's beyond me actually why uh, the S20 Ultra didn't have some sort of face ID, because, you know, when did the Pixel 4 get announced? September, was it? Maybe yeah. early October. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not telling me that Samsung didn't have any idea of what Google's plans were, because I'm sure Google must share this with the other manufacturers. Uh, and I'm actually very surprised it hasn't happened at all, that nobody else has yet got one, have they? I'm very well, surprised we, ha- we have various uh, secure face IDs. I think Huawei do a, a proper scanning one. LG certainly do a proper scanning one on, on a couple of theirs. Um, but it doesn't seem to be necessarily tied into the same... Uh, you know, Android nooks and crannies as the Pixel one, which is a which is a surprise really. And I'm assuming that the next wave of phones uh, next year, let's say end of this year, next year, will have face scanning that does tie into the system in exactly the same way as uh, the Pixel does. Otherwise, it's a little bit of an unfair kind of advantage that uh, Google have given themselves with the Pixel. It really has to as well, from the point of view of being uh, competitive in the marketplace. I think uh, so, I mean, yeah. You know, it it seems a bit silly to me that, that Samsung can launch a, an S20 Ultra with um, two things, well, two things badly wrong. One is a rubbishy fingerprint sensor. And, and I mean, yeah, history says where the fingerprint sensor is bad, software updates don't improve it. No, exactly, um, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I, you know, I've even toyed with buying another Nokia N9 because I, it has some really interesting photo um, properties to it. And I got a few pictures off there. I thought, gosh, that's really quite incredible. But even even at sort of the bargain basement prices you can get one for now, I think to myself, I just know how much it would annoy me. But the rumours um, of that the new N9 seem to have dried up a little bit, don't they? Yeah, was, which um, I'm really sad about because the, you know Nokia can certainly sell me one if it has a proper unlock system that's secure. Yeah, um, just put a fingerprint sensor around the back and be done with it. Yeah, I'd be quite happy with that. Absolutely happy with that. So anyway, so the S20 Ultra went back on uh, Friday uh, about an hour after its replacement arrived. Ah yes. Now I should say to you that I, I, I when I when I bought the S20 Ultra, I traded in an S10 5G, uh, and and I'm lucky enough to actually have 5G here. I mean, whether that's massively useful, but I mean, I can actually get. Um, well, what's really strange is I can get 5G, but it's not it's not stunning. But since they since they activated 5G, my 4G has gone absolutely beyond belief. Um, I'm regularly getting download speeds of over 300 megabits a second on 4G here now. It's crazy, on, isn't it? Whereas on 5G, it's like 140, um, which uh, is all a huge improvement over the 25 it was a year ago. So I'm quite happy either way. Um, but, I mean, if I didn't use the broadband for business, I very probably would think, well, yeah, I think I might just actually get rid of it. And, and also, the broadband has the, the ability for me to uh, VPN into it from when I'm abroad, thanks to you. Uh, so probably I wouldn't anyway. But anyway, so I got uh, the nearest I could get was, um, and I'm going to thank Kev for this, but I'm also going to call him out on something in a minute, um, was the A95G. Now, the one I'm going to call Kev out on is Kev always says he can't manage big phones. Um, and I'm sure he would say the S20 Ultra is huge, but all I can say is the uh, A95G fits the S20 Ultra case well, well enough. In fact, that I thought after I, after I'd ordered this, I ordered a case, I, I, and I sat there yesterday waiting the case to arrive, thinking, "Gosh, I probably could have managed with the S20 Ultra case." Mm. Um, but 
where Kevin's absolutely right is this has got to be the bargain phone of the moment, I think. Um, I mean, it, it, the only thing it doesn't have that I would like, well, maybe there are two. I wish it were dual SIM because there is a dual SIM variant, but they're not selling it in the UK. Um, the only thing it doesn't have that might be nice is uh, Qi charging, which, yeah, I've dealt with that by getting a, a Qi charging pad that plugs in the USB-C port and it, and it works just fine. The screen is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Size-wise, the screen, of course, is, is the same as the S20 Ultra, so it's a nice big screen. Um, it's nippy and fast. It's got a, um, a, a Snapdragon 855. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a pretty contemporary processor. I'm actually not unduly worried about what the camera does. I'm, I, mean, I haven't even taken it out with the camera, but I, I will wheel in the garden a bit later. Um, but my, my, my problem, basically, is I like... I like One UI. I think Samsung's done a great job with One UI. Um, and so I quite enjoy playing with it. But the thing that's most amazing about this is £339 in the Samsung store until uh, Tuesday, £80 cashback. So you're getting a 5G um, Snapdragon 855, pretty, pretty up-to-date sensor uh, phone. It's got, uh, I think from recollection, 128 gigabytes of storage. Let's just check that one. A nice big uh, OLED screen, I'm guessing. Yep, yeah, 16 million super color super AMOLED capacitive screen, 6.7 inches, uh, always on display. That's nice. Uh, it's list on, on on GSM Arena. It says Android 9, but it's been updated to Android 10. The uh, the uh, firmware's up to date. Um, I think it's a February from recollection. Uh, where are where's the storage gone? Um, yeah, 128 six gigabytes of RAM and micro SD should you want it. I mean, I haven't yet tried the camera. I, I gather the camera's pretty good, but not so good in low light because of the um, uh, aperture on the main lens. But well, okay, that's fine. It was a two. It's a by the time you got the cash back, it's a two hundred and fifty pound, two hundred sixty pound phone. So yeah. what ca- what cameras has it got on the back then? It's got a forty eight megapixel uh, main shooter, which is f two point zero. That's the that's the reason it's not good in low light. Okay. Uh, it's also got an eight megapixel ultra wide, uh, and it's got a depth of field camera. Uh, so it sounds know, quite interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a five megapixel depth of field camera, um, but it's fine. You know, I mean, it, it's a for the money. It's astonishing. Now uh, we were talking the other evening, weren't we? Uh, and Mark Peters made the point that it's very similar in spec to the OnePlus Seven T because, unusually for a Samsung in the in Europe, it's got a Snapdragon in it, not a not an Exynos. Yeah. Which is something else I like about it because I can put Google Camera on this if I want to presently. Yeah, um, and the eight five five is a really nice yeah. processor, isn't it? I mean, it's it's yeah. does everything you need it to do. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, in in that sense, this is a phone that would have been a flagship phone maybe as little as six eight months ago. Um, looking at the bands it's got on GSM Arena, it doesn't have as many bands as the um, the One Plus, but it's got all of the UK bands. Um, I'm sure it's got like every last one. Of them. It doesn't have the uh, the extra band that O2 is using for effectively overflow. Well, around here O2 isn't going to be doing any overflowing because it's so bad, <laughs> um, and I'm not really worried about that. That's fine. Um, but it's got all of the main UK bands. You know, three seven twenty. Uh, all of those are on there. Uh, it's got all, certainly all the bands that are there in Europe, and I think most of the ones that are there in North America as well. Uh, it's got five G, as I say, unlike. Uh, pretty much anything else um two bands of of sub six 5g uh i haven't actually tried it on 5g i probably should do um 
it's just a lovely, lovely phone. And, and you know, come on, 260 quid, you're just not going to beat that. I'm attracted to Samsung's only for a single thing, and that's the screen. Oh, screen. screen sorry, there's actually a couple of other things to mention. Um, it's got a 4,500 milliampere battery. So it's got a good battery. That's decent, it, yeah. Yeah, supports Samsung DeX, so that's also okay. And, and this is the bit that's so perplexing, it, it's got a working fingerprint sensor. It's, it's on the screen, but it, but it works. Oh, interesting. So, you know, so I just don't get why this has got a working fingerprint sensor and and the S twenty Ultra doesn't. Okay, that sounds very um very interesting. Even even being a Snapdragon as an FM radio, not that I've got a great urge to use it, but I can't remember when I last had a phone with an FM radio. So yeah, it's got to be the barking of, of the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you about a phone that I have got. Yeah. So. You've got uh, a new phone, haven't you, as well? Yeah, so I sort of gave a little bit of um, a trail of this, I think, on the last episode. And it's you basically um, something that I ordered pre-Asian lockdown. So back in January, um, I ordered a Korean LG G8. Yeah. And this is because uh, I was a little bit frustrated with the American ones that I was getting being a little bit... Um, uh, too much bloatware on there and uh, the latest one that I had which was an AT&T one um, wouldn't update and we tried you know huge efforts to try and get it to update but it just solidly refused to um, unless you were literally stood in the middle of uh, New York with an AT&T sim in it. So you literally got an AT&T sim didn't you? Yeah yeah. So So, did you ever get that sim activated? Yeah it was fully activated yeah. I could actually activated but it wouldn't it it wouldn't do it when you were roaming marvellous. Exactly yeah so it's obviously got some logic in there that says only offer an update if they're literally attached to an AT&T mast that's in the geographic us apparently it does also work if you're in canada or mexico apparently but um that's a little bit too much faff for me so uh i sold that on um didn't lose too much money on those because they're just dirt cheap those at&t g8s and as good as they are they're only like 200 quid and if you consider you're getting a absolute top spec uh admittedly slightly 2019 uh kind of spec but uh you know, absolutely staggering uh, phone for that kind of money, especially as they're they're coming essentially in as new condition. But uh, yeah, I ordered this one from uh, essentially AliExpress. It was kind of, I think it came from Hong Kong. Um, so pretty much as soon as I ordered it, all, all of that area went into pretty severe <laughs> lockdown. Yeah, um, it's pretty dreadful, isn't it? Yeah, and I thought, well, I'll you know, I I managed to get it for a decent price, which was three fifty. Um, which is obviously not quite as much of a bargain as sort of low 200s for the AT&T one. But uh, I thought, well, I'll keep that order in because it's, uh, it's only gone up slightly since then. And I just thought, well, it'll it'll hopefully turn up at some point. And it turned up yesterday. There's, there's, a, there's a moment for you because I know you've been thinking, oh, God, when is this ever going to turn up? I know. Up? And uh, it is a, a thing of beauty, the uh, uh, Korean uh, G8. Uh, there was a couple of uh, bloatware apps on there that I zapped. Um and I've got it down to being pretty much stock, except for uh, I think there's two things that you could tell that it's not stock. Three, if you include um, the fact that the boot logo is LG's operator in South Korea, so it's LG U Plus is the operator. So that's not too bad. And then the second one is when you uh, it's got face face unlock, 
and I've got it set so that when it face unlocks, you need to swipe up. Yeah. You know, keep it the same as the iPhone. The iPhone, yeah. And um, on that screen, it always shows the Korean time. Uh, oh, oh and, that's a bit frustrating. Isn't it? And your local time. So it'll say, hmm. uh, you know, London, 11 o'clock, Seoul, you know, midnight or whatever. Um, and that's obviously just an assumption that you are a Korean user. Um, now, this has apparently been a problem uh, for people importing these Korean LGs since the days of like the G8, G3, um, as I was Googling around how to fix this. And um, there is a fix that seems to have worked on previous uh, LGs. It doesn't work on the current one. Uh, there is a setting buried away that says, show this uh, Korean time. Uh, and there's various tricks to how you can set that, um, none of which have worked, but... To be honest, I might just give up and 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 leave it. It's not too much of a, a problem. And the third thing that you can tell that it's uh, not completely unlocked is that when you have wallpapers that are timed so that in the evening um, it goes dark and in the morning it kind of goes light, you know those kind of wallpapers? Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of time active. That seems to be queued off the uh, Korean time as well. So... Couple of oh. slop, couple of sloppy so you get coding night mode, mistakes night mode there. in the middle of the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So apart from those two things, it's it's absolutely f- perfect, basically. Yeah. Uh, I did the same with the V50. I mean, I, I just put Nova on it and, and hid the two Korea telecom apps, and you yeah. didn't know. No, absolutely. That's exactly. It's pretty much what I did. But I I did disable those just for completeness. Um, but the good thing about it is not only because it's um, the Korean one, it actually does software updates, so it's updated to. Uh, Android 10, which is very nice on here, but it has perfect face scanning uh, based on this big notch up, up the top, which uh, does a good job of uh, scanning your face. And it has a physical fingerprint sensor on the back. So well. you really mm. do get the best of both worlds. It's absolutely um, fantastic. Also, it obviously does the hand scanning to unlock, but obviously that's uh, a bit bit of a gimmick, that one. Is this proper face ID or is it just face unlock? No, I think it's proper face ID. Um, yeah, that's all right then. It uses a, uh, it's got this sort of bunch of arrays up the top. It's not quite uh, iPhone level, I don't think, but it's. I think it's more than just the uh, the sort of photo based face ID. It certainly gets you to turn your face, uh, you know, in a circle, a bit like the uh, iPhone one. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, yeah, definitely sounds quite interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's got the, it's got a third camera on here as well. So the US model has a wide and a normal, and. Uh, the Korean GA adds in a telephoto, but yeah. I think my opinion on the LG array of cameras off the back is that that telephoto is really not worth having, to be honest. You know, LGs have always been really good at software zooming on their main sensor, and um, I don't think they, for whatever reason, their telephotos never seem to be that good, and they, they are marginally, if at all, any better than the software zooming on the main sensor. So... Um, I think the actually, I think the um, I'm not sure that there's a perfect LG G8 in the same way that there was perfect G7s and V30s, the, the plus for dual SIM varieties, basically. Um, I'm not sure whether you can get a perfect G8 because the dual sensor, which is probably preferable overall, is the US model. Mm. Um, so you could get the unlocked US model. I suppose that's possibly as close as you'd get. Cause presumably that one would update okay. Um, but it's not dual SIM. And in fact, I haven't seen a LG G8 dual SIM around. So I've heard it mentioned occasionally. So if anyone knows of a, a G8 
uh, dual sim, then let me know. I think that the Indian one's probably um, dual sim, but then as we've described before, the Indian uh, LGs have a tendency to call the police rather <laughs> yes, too often. They do, don't they? Was it triple press of the power button? Or exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my uh, G8 purchase, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, nice, nice phone, and, and I'm sure you will be very happy with it because, like, like you, I'm a, a fan of the uh, LA. One of my neighbours is venturing out. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of LGs as well. I, I think they've lost their way sadly for a little while now, unfortunately. And um, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm quite keen to see the V60, um, but it does look a bit like a resprayed Samsung S10 would be my, my yeah, reservation about that. I think that's it's unfortunate, isn't it, that you would make your phone look like your biggest competitor's last year's phone. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's, better, no. it's, interesting no, on, it's interesting on that one, I think they did ditch the telephoto and put in a time of flight sensor instead. So it's like got a, a really big uh, strip of sensors on the back, but it doesn't have telephoto. Which, yeah. as I said, I've, I, I'm a little bit skeptical about, skeptical about telephotos generally, albeit the uh, one in the iPhone seems to work very nicely. And Something seems to be uh, doing it for the Pixel one as well, so uh, maybe there's room there. But um, yeah, that LG V60 uh, seems a bit of a shame that they've gone down to um, 1080 on the screen. I know that's to facilitate the use of the dual screen um, sort of second screen on the case thing, but uh, that doesn't instinctively appeal to me. I quite like uh, the the G series phones, which are a little bit more pocketable. nice and svelte and they normally have had uh, well since the g3 they've had 2k screens haven't they um yeah the g8 yeah, continues yeah. to have a, a 2k screen which is which is absolutely gorgeous so yeah it's a bit of a step back i think to uh, go back to a 1080 screen although we haven't seen there was rumors of the g9 but we haven't seen that uh, rumored again recently so i don't know what's happening with the g9 but good luck to them with the v60 it's uh it's not quite for me i think since the v30 the v series got a little bit bulky for me um still would be semi-tempted with trying out a v50 i think but um the v50 is really quite bulky yeah Um, but i I, I would accept that it would be bulky but whereas that v30 is so light and so thin and so yes it's got a big screen but it's um you'd hardly know you're handling it I've, I've regretted a few times selling my V30, to be honest. I mean, I'm just looking at some pictures of the V60, and I notice on the bottom it has something very strange. It's called a 3.5mm jack plug. Now, that, that does bring me on to a, a topic that I think we probably both agree with, and that is it's it's fine having Bluetooth headphones, uh, and and that's obviously what I use the iPhone. I use it most of the day, actually. But it's pretty rubbish not being able to plug in a headphone without umpteen dongles if you want to, for example, go to sleep with some music or something. Um, and that's something that I've missed on, on all the phones I've bought. Actually, I've got a phone left that actually does have a three and a half millimeter jack plug. That Samsung surely will have one. No, it doesn't, which is quite surprising. What that A ninety uh, doesn't no. have one. Oh, no, no, no. That's slight, no. slightly less appealing then. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? The only phone I've now got left with a with a headphone jack, a three and a half millimeter, is the um, Xiaomi Mi Max Three, which I initially bought the um, the Mate Twenty X thinking, well, I can pretty much completely um, replace replace uh, the, the Mi Max 3 with the Mate 20X. It's it's 5G, it's, uh, you know, it, it's got, actually got a pretty good camera, because it does have a pretty good camera. Um, but, unfortunately, the 5G version doesn't have a headphone socket. They took it out. It's one of the changes that they made. Mm. Uh, so, so I I'm fundamentally, I'm now at the point where uh, I'm going to have to 
plug my phone into adapters to be able to charge it and listen to it overnight. Now, it's not the biggest thing, but I really don't think they actually gain that much out of it. Is that is there really that big big recovery of space that you can't get the the uh, headphone jack in? And and I mean the other place that really 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 annoys me is on the iPad Pro. You know, I mean. I think on the iPad Pro, there's some level of argument that it's uh, that the thinness compromises the no. ability to have a headphone jack. No, you're not, you're no, not, you're not no. buying that? Not remotely. The iPad Pro is, is much thicker than, than any well, phone I've got. It's like five mils, isn't it? And you've got a three and a half mil headphone jack going into five mils. I know it, it's it, less, but... It's not in the room that I'm in at the moment. But if, 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 the, if the iPad Mini can manage a headphone jack, and I'm sure the iPhone Mini uh, the iPad Mini is, is thinner than the iPad yeah, Pro. Yeah, they used to have these headphone jacks uh, where where the back was tapered. It, yeah. it wouldn't have a complete hole if you sort of get my yeah. meaning it would the, yeah. the backward sort of taper in on it so yeah maybe there's no real excuse not to have one on the ipad pro either no i mean i mean i've got um, an ipad mini with me um and yeah you know it, it, it has a headphone socket so why they couldn't get it on the ipad pro which, which i mean categorically is, is thicker than that surely it's thicker than that. i do think it's thicker than that anyway um I, I just don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know. No, it does, uh, does result in a preponderance of uh, dongles, doesn't it? Yeah, dongle city, you know, and you just think, why? It's, it really isn't adding very much to the overall experience. I mean, if you, know, if you think when they when they took out the headphone jack from the iPhones, was it the iPhone 7, wasn't it, yeah. if I remember yeah. rightly, which was that bit thinner than the iPhone 6 uh, uh, and so on, and then the last no, couple, I don't think it was. I think that all the iPhones from the six got fractionally, fractionally thicker every generation. No. I guess well, that was that was kind of my point. So maybe I'm just a, a phone out, but I mean, if they're making them slightly thicker, like they definitely have done with the um, uh, 10s Max and the uh, 11 Pro Max and whatever, and, and and I think that's a move that's good because it now has a battery that fundamentally you can pretty much yeah, guarantee will last yeah, all day yeah, yeah. and not even think about it. Um, and put the bloody headphone jack back in no, I don't know um, it, 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 it is um, I, I can definitely live without it during the day but it, but uh, you know I like to go to sleep with some music on and, and uh, you know uh, so I've got some sleep headphones uh, I, you know it, it's nice to be able to relax doing yeah. that um, you need a bluetooth pillow Richard that's what you need a Bluetooth pillow, yeah. Trouble is that might then in, inflict my various bits of electronica on my wife. Who I was going to say, it'll probably electrocute you as well because it would have to well, have a battery in. That's possibly true. Yeah. Plug your pillow in. Why you plug an electric blanket in, don't you? Yeah. Um, that's that's what we need next. E beds. E beds. Now there's a, there's a, there's our project for when yeah. we're unlocked, isn't it? So yeah, so there you go. But no, I, I've got a, a quite nice selection of, of reasonably new phones in now. So I've got the uh, the Mate Twenty X, which is a really it's a cracking device. The screen on that is really quite something as well. Uh, up to mark security, so it hasn't yet been nobbled by Mister Trump. Um, got the A ninety five G. To be absolutely truthful, if I if I'd still got the S ten five G, I would probably be happier. But in a funny sort of way, I've got a four hundred and fifty pound trade in from Samsung on the. Um, S10 5G, which has to be a, a decent price. That's not too bad, is it? Because you got that S10 5G secondhand anyway, didn't you? So uh, yeah, it was still 600 quid when I bought it, but I'm, yeah, I'm not complaining about that. That's fine. Um, so I've got that. I've got the A95G. Uh, I've got the Pixel 4. Uh, so yeah, some some new toys. Um, 
I've got one or two old toys that I really should put some more effort into playing with as well. But actually, at the moment, my biggest problem is I'm, I'm incredibly busy at work because obviously, if you work in accounts and tax and whatever, you've got an awful lot of very, very worried people at the moment ringing up saying, How do I access this help? How do I do that? Can you give me some numbers to make an emergency loan application and whatever? So I, I, I thought, you know, by the end of this week, I'd be thinking, Yeah, great. I'm going to have kind of like, you know, quiet fortnight of three weeks. That's probably the first time in ages I can can tidy up in here. I can have some time to rest and relax and, and whatever. Far from it. It's been madder than usual, but I guess it probably will die down, at which point I, I hope to have a have a play with all of these. Yeah. No, I think um, I'm the same. You know, it's, it's business as usual for me. I'm working from home, but uh, it's just exactly the same level of manicness that uh, we had if we were working from the office, to be honest. Don't forget you can claim it's six pounds a week off your um, taxable income for working at home. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you're so generous there. Six pounds a week is there, there I guess. They've, uh, I've ha- I currently, I'm at the point where I don't have to fill in a tax return, so I'd rather just uh, no, don't not start it. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> for the sake of six pound a week, I'll probably um, probably give that a miss. I think you might be right there. Uh, you probably could ring them up and ask them to code it for you, though. But yeah, you're right. All that happens, you end up with a tax return in due course. Yeah. So how, how's working from home for you anyway, in terms of how's your internet holding up and, you know, you've got your home office sorted out, you've got your monitors, got your... Well, yeah, I mean, actually, in a way, I've I started off with a head start here because I've worked from home increasingly since 1990. Um so, you know, I've been self-employed in, in that time. So sitting at home, the, the, the one thing I didn't have uh, was uh, a webcam other than on my uh, laptop. Oh, yeah. Um, and this week I've, I've started to get requests from people, can we have a meeting on Zoom? Yes, uh, so, absolutely, uh, yeah. I, 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 I was fortunate enough that I foresaw this coming uh, and, and ordered a webcam about 10 days ago. And even at that point, that was about the point they told the schools to go home, uh, they were out of stock here and out of stock there, and and it was I had to I had to wait about four or five days, but the webcam t- turned up and uh, and that all works. Uh, so that's really the only change I've had to make so far. But you know I've got a Mac Mini here, a couple of monitors, uh, printer, scanner, uh, shredder. Um, the only thing that I'm kind of stuck for is I, I I've got to have an operation on my shoulder, and I know that's going to mean my right arm is in a sling for a month. So what I am trying to work at is how I can dictate into things like uh, Word and Gmail and whatever, and, and I'm pretty sure that's possible on a Mac, but I thought, well, I can spend an afternoon working that out. Do I need some special software? Am I going to need any hardware? Uh, it just hasn't worked that way because I've just been so busy. So that, that's kind of my, my project that's sitting there after I've quietened down a little bit and, and when I'm bored from tidying up because, of course, this has come at kind of a month after the end of the tax return season. So in that time, everything goes a bit manic and you end up with piles of paper and stuff. I mean, I've got several several uh, special delivery bags to post here, but you can't really post them if you're isolating yourself. So they're just going to have to wait for them. They're, yeah. They're ready and waiting for the day, you know. In Reading, I did notice that there's um, a post box near the post office depot that takes parcels which is probably fine for uh first class parcels obviously probably not um special delivery because you need to get the uh, tracking number but i think that's quite an interesting um development isn't it well yeah although i think you might find that's a, a post box for frank well they sometimes have a big slot in them for for frank mail yeah but you yeah. could um i'm assuming that if you print off your you know, you pay online and you print off your first-class parcel yeah, I, I, sticker. Possible. I would hope that it would get there, even if yeah. it's not supposed to go in there. 
I mean, I mean, the post office seems to have been quite badly affected by this, unfortunately. I mean, we had a delivery on Tuesday, and we haven't had one since, uh, which which is a shame because I've got somebody waiting for a, a, a one of these letters from the government saying, "Yeah, we do class you as vulnerable," which I would very much hope is the case on the basis that, that we were told to lock down before the lockdown started. So, we, I mean, I, I've been out of the house uh, only to go to the hospital. Um, only once since uh, the 12th now. So no, that's very good. It's very good. We're coming up for two and a half weeks. Uh, that's good, yeah. I mean, we, we, we're we still getting mail every day, uh, as far as I can see. Uh, I think it's the local delivery office. I mean, I used to collect my post because it's uh, mostly business posts. Uh, so um, I rang them up at the beginning of the week before last and said, look, we've been told we've got to isolate, so can you deliver it? And they said, yeah, no problem. And I rang them the other day and they just said, well, we're running on about half the staff at the moment. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Um, because some of them are ill with it. Uh, others are uh, isolating as they might have got it. Yeah, absolutely. You have uh, to, don't and, you? And, yeah. And, and, I mean, it's it's a bit like I was I was naturally a bit disappointed having to psyched myself up for the operation because it was cancelled on the Tuesday before the Thursday. But, but you know, the need out there is much greater than me getting my shoulder fixed. No, uh, I think, to be honest, I think um, those kind of uh, surgeries, uh, I would imagine that they would be putting a lot of them back 12 months, to be honest. If you're not if you're not going to die from it, you can you can have it next year, kind of thing. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's uh, it is a bit of a disability. It's a bit like having a broken wing. I can't lift my arm up very far. Uh, yeah, and and that is a bit of a pain. But if I needed to, I could drive no problem. Um, not not least of all, I mean, you don't you know you don't lift you lift your arm above your head when you're driving generally, do you? Not generally. Um, no, and and so that's okay. And uh, well, I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is, yeah, I'd like my arm fixing. Of course, I'd like my arm fixing. Um, and the longer the operation is left, the harder it will be to do, and the less effective mm. it will be. And all probably that. take longer but, to get your muscles back. Well, working. I mean, the, pro- the, the problem is, it's an injury that once you've done it, is likely to recur. And the longer it, the longer between the injury and the fix, the more likely it is to recur. Right. Well, yeah. You know, that's that's very unfortunate, but. Other people's need is much greater than mine. I don't have any issue with that. Um, but I mean, that, that actually, in a way, I'm quite glad about because that would have meant uh, an overnight stay in hospital, uh, and it would also have meant uh, a month with my arm in a sling. So, so whilst I do want to solve the the dictation problem from a, a tech point of view, I'm not so sure now is a very good time to have an arm strapped up around your neck. You know, it's it's not it's not ideal, is it? Probably not. Probably not. No. But I don't know. If you're not go, if you're not going to be going out, you're not going to be, um, you know, playing rugby and all that kind of stuff. You, you, you're basically going to be at home. Therefore, yeah. maybe it's not such a bad time in terms of get just having some your, your arm in a sling for a oh, couple yeah. of months because you know yeah. you haven't got much else to do. I guess. No, but you know, it's not going to happen. That's fine. I'm not too worried about that. I just need to solve this remaining tech problem, and and then I think I'm fairly well set up. You know, I've got the uh, the kit for it. So I don't like dictation particularly um but no, normally normally but i assumed that mac os and windows for that matter would have dictation built in now even if it wasn't as good as the uh the dragon simply speaking stuff uh, i think it, i think the answer is it does it's just i haven't had time to find it I, I did have one amusing thing like that though and that was um i had quite a long business call the other day and uh, i agreed that i would make notes of this call so I said to everybody, well, look, I'm going to record the call and I'll make my notes from that so we can make sure that we've done okay, it. Yeah. And, and I picked on the P30 Pro because it has quite a decent recorder program on it uh, that I'd used before. Now, I suppose really I should probably have looked at the Pixel, but I, I was sort of in this, I've got to do this now. I know how to do it on the P30 Pro. 
So I did it on the P30 Pro, and when it finished, I was astonished because it, it then it, it offered to save me not just the audio file, but also a, a text file of a transcription of the Ah, brilliant, tool. yeah. And I, was, and I was thinking, that's amazing. I didn't know it did that. So uh, I obviously said, yeah, save that. And duly, I, I transferred it from the phone to the computer and opened it up. And, and it was really, really weird because superficially, it looked astonishingly, amazingly good. The only problem was when you read it, it made no sense. It was literally was incomprehensible. Um, right. I, th- I think I think it had been downloaded, transcribed into Korean, then translated into uh, I don't know Tahitian, uh, and back into English via the medium of French, Spanish, and German. It it it, it looked wonderful, but it actually was incomprehensible gibberish for for about an hour's long phone call, page after page of stuff that you just couldn't get anything out of. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm a little sceptical. But, uh, you know, equally, at the same time, it wasn't even offering to do that six months ago. And we all know that the way these things go is they start off pretty poor and they get better. It's a bit like like in these times I've been reading uh, the front pages of the Italian newspaper Corriere della Sera. And if you go to Corriere.it in Google Chrome, it translates it into English. And I tell you, the translation is actually a seriously very good one. It's not yeah. quite, it's not quite there, but you can get, you can get all of the meaning out of it, not, not just 90% of it. Uh, it's just that every so often it comes up with an idiom and you think, well, that really isn't quite what you meant to say, but I yeah. do understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think this transcription software will definitely improve probably quite quickly, uh, and go, you know, come from there. But it, it, it's the only real sort of technical working from home issue that I've got at the moment. I think my broadband, my broadband got very, very rocky in the middle of the week. Um, and I was thinking, oh God, this is the effect of, of all the people being at home and, and particularly all the teenagers. I mean, you, you can definitely tell I'm somewhere towards the end of the cable because when all the kids come home from school, <laughs> the broadband speed collapses. Um, and then it actually died on Friday for, uh, about 20 minutes. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to use the, uh, the E uh, SIM, and and uh, coincidentally, at the same time, the EE local base station went down, which suggests to me that EE is probably taking back all using Virgin around here. Um, but uh, then they reconnected it, and since then it's been smokily fast. Now I haven't yet tried it on a work day, um, and I've only sort of popped into my office a couple of times over the weekend. But I'm, I'm in my office now, and it's I'm just doing a speed test. Download speed 381 megabits a second. Uploads just a little bit slow. It's going to come in about 30ish, something like that. It's crawling up the 30s at the minute. Um, you know, if they manage to keep that up, I'm I'm more than happy. And to be honest. Um, quite astonished if they managed to keep that up it's it's more normally a little bit lower than that but um but yeah it's been it's been coping all right now now i've got a um an, an employee uh who also works from home uh, much nearer you than me she lives in st albans and she's also on virgin and it's gone down twice for several hours uh, really which, okay yeah which which has been a bit of a pain because uh, pretty much all the software we use is cloud-based yeah. So, so when it has gone down, um, you know, unless she happens to have downloaded something she's working on, uh, it, it basically means, well, she has the afternoon off or something. Um, but I think if you imagine the stress this is putting on the system, and so far, I think it's very impressive the way that it's gone. Yeah, you know, most uh, things are holding up, aren't they? I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of apps that we use, like House Party and stuff like that, that are, they're sort of, uh, shaking you know trembling a little bit under the load mm. i noticed that um i noticed that facetime isn't perfect uh when i do it. i think that's more to do with the um the the bugs in facetime in terms of uh 
it never seems to be 100 it's one of those apple things that doesn't seem to ever be 100 percent bulletproof and uh, i noticed that my phone numbers got disconnected from my email on uh, iMessage and uh, FaceTime and then took a real effort to get those munged back together again and mm. uh it's uh, but generally things i mean consi- all, all things considered things are seem to be working from a from an internet point of view i think uh, i have noticed um the quality drop on a couple of uh, sites I, I had youtube giving me um 480 video a couple of times and uh, but then again on netflix i've not noticed any um degradation yeah to be honest i mean we all know i can't see these things well enough to appreciate the higher definition but if you can only watch netflix at 1080p instead of 4k in the current situation i don't think that's such an unreasonable thing and i don't think it's such a calamity either is it under normal circumstances that would have me coming out in hives but um, yeah yeah but these aren't normal times no exactly yeah the other thing the other thing that's actually um quite useful when we talk about this is because i rip a lot of my blu-rays and play them over plex that's obviously unaffected by yeah. uh, any internet slowdown so yeah i can watch all of my plex library as i was watching last night i can watch that completely unaffected so it's another uh, tick in the box for plex i think yeah yeah it, it, it's yeah i mean at the, at the end of the day you know there are compromises aren't there and, and um yeah if your netflix is down in terms of definition or or YouTube's down a bit in terms of definition. All you've got to think is, I mean, did you see that article on the BBC website about what if this had happened in 2005? No, exactly what I was thinking um, the other day. You just have to go pre-Amazon, pre, pre, you know, even pre-internet, what would have happened? It would have been a disaster. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my Amazon account started in 2000. Um, But then in those days, it was just books, basically. There was very little else. Yeah, and also it had nothing like the capacity that it has today, you know. No. Amazon delivers to my house as regularly as the postman, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a really good point. I might have to track down that article because um, it would have been been horrendous, yeah. It would be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, it's like yesterday I spent uh, an hour talking to my daughter and and three-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter. Uh, They live just outside... Um, Beverly in Yorkshire, um, you know, at least you get to sort of have that sort of visual contact. Uh, um, I've, I've even got my 85-year-old mum onto onto Zoom, and we had a three-way chat with my brother who lives uh, just outside um, uh, Milan, where things are really grim. I mean, they're a lot more locked down than we are. You have to yeah. you have to fill in a permit if you want to go to the shops, and you have to carry it with you. Uh, so you can show the police if you don't have a permit to go out then they can fine you up to five thousand euros and they they are starting to levy you know several hundred euro fines uh if you've got a pet you can walk it 200 meters um, you can't go in any park or anything like that uh you know it, it i mean very understandably they really are uh trying to to knock this on the head and yet, yeah as, as we all saw yesterday the numbers went back up again well i really hope that the measures uh do end up working as as we've got them because i think they're reasonable and proportional and i think um they seem to be being well observed around my way anyway you know i I was out yesterday for my uh mandated exercise and the week before i was you know bouncing off people left right and center it was so busy do you know what i mean it was so it was almost impossible to stay two meters away from everyone because it was just so busy but i ran 
around the local lakes yesterday and it was absolutely deserted it was a real marked difference and also with the shops i went out shopping yesterday uh, to get a basket of shopping and um again there was like three people in the shop and one cashier and uh yeah there was still out of toilet roll which is annoying but pretty much everything else was was in place and 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 there to be bought so it is um I think it is being observed at the moment, so I, I do hope it does have some effect. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I think, unfortunately, there does seem to still be a, a group of people who somehow think it doesn't apply to them. And, and unless and until that's stopped, um, you know, we're still going to have this problem. I mean, yeah. I know my next-door neighbour, he, he, he's got a son in his 20s, he, he's, he's still going to see his girlfriend, she's still coming there. I mean, you just think, well, that's not actually lockdown. The one, the one I feel most sorry for is one of my other neighbours whose son passed his driving test two days before lockdown started. <laughs> and and I've seen several arguments on the drive with his mother, who I think fundamentally he's now stopped going anywhere in his car, but she sort of said, no, you've got to stay at home. But you're, uh, I think you're most likely to uh, crash in, in the first year of driving, aren't you? So you don't really want to be um, taking up resources, both recovery and uh, you're medical. only supposed to be going out for certain reasons aren't you and you can't really say going for a drive is exercise i don't no think. no not quite um, but i do feel sorry for him because you know you spend months learning to drive and you come home and you get the photo by the car with your, you know, yes. your certificate and whatever which i saw out the window and i thought god i really am getting older i remember remember when i passed it was sort of oh, well done off you go sort of thing there's no, no none of that sort of thing but i mean on the whole round here it does seem to be being fairly well respected and, and I mean the more it's respected the better it'll be I guess but I feel very sorry for people who are in, in a small flat somewhere uh, at least I can you know I've got a garden to walk around in and whatever it's not, not the world's most massive but it's not small either um, you know and I can just sort of switch off for a bit. Wherever you're located I think that uh, the fact that we have internet the fact that we have gadgets that can talk to other people very easily I think is uh, a real lifesaver it's the same thing that people were moaning about a year ago saying oh we spend too much time on our phones and you know we never go and meet people in real life we just do everything online well that's kind of coming into its own right now isn't it yeah i mean i've just sent you a link to that article but it's it's an interesting thoughts on that you know Fa- facebook was a year old and it was an american college phenomenon uh it didn't arrive in american universities till the end of uh, sorry in uk universities till the end of 2005 neither neither instagram or whatsapp had been creative uh, created and the only social media there really was was friends reunited well that is the uh note to end on isn't it it's the threat that we may have had to have uh endured this with only friends reunited to uh keep us busy now i think you i think i think generally pre-internet it would have been or pre-common internet you know pre everyone having broadband internet uh it would have been very grim okay so i think we uh we managed to avoid too much uh corona chat but uh hopefully we got the mix right so that's most, uh, most of it was relevant to tech anyway absolutely it? yeah okay so i'll see you soon richard yeah take care stay home stay safe yeah wash your hands yeah bye-bye cheers Ta-ra. bye <laughs>